Hey, Tulip here. This is not a new episode of Bacon Pancast. Instead, it's an old podcast we recorded a few years ago about the Distant Lands episode Together Again, around when it was released. Back then, we were calling it the A-Timers podcast, and I think these can still be found under that name if you search for it, or if you look them up on Crown Cryptid's YouTube channel. I just thought it would make sense to have all of the Jake's Meatloaf Adventure Time podcasts in one place, so I decided to bring these old ones back in case anyone hadn't listened to them yet. Thank you to Tipsy for editing these A-Timers episodes, and to Chan for the music you just heard, and also to Nick for originally hosting these podcasts. If you've heard these before, feel free to ignore them, but if you haven't, please enjoy. This is a pretty big one. Hi, hi guys, and welcome to the Together Again podcast. It's actually been nearly three months since the episode aired, but we've rewatched it right now um, for this podcast, and my god, we've been sitting here silently for the past three minutes, and I, I wonder if that for you guys, that's for the same reason it was that I've been sitting here silently, which is... Emotional breakdown. <laughs> yeah, just needed to process that emotionally because what what an episode that is on first rewatch and rewatch and <sighs> mm-hmm. it's just so, too good. <laughs> like, um, yeah. I, I feel like that this one's a hard a hard one to like talk about. Like I don't know where to start. Okay, so since. Let's start with how we feel. How how did you feel first watching this episode, and how do you feel now? Because when I first watched this episode, um, I was bewildered. Like I, I I was convinced. Like I I was as soon as they showed old man thing, I was in shock for the entire thing. Um, like absolutely in shock. I didn't know what to feel. I went into the spaghetti Discord chat. Um, after the episode aired and stayed in that voice chat for about 14 hours as everyone came Whoa. in and reacted. <laughs> yep, for 14 hours as everyone came in and reacted and we talked about the episode all day. And then I woke up at 2am that night bawling my eyes out because I, I felt so strongly for Finn and for the loss and pain he felt when his brother died and the feeling of inadequacy and despair that Jake didn't wait for him it oh my god like I'm moving my phone it it really impacted me at that moment how horrible Finn must have felt and I, I couldn't stop crying for like four hours I, I couldn't get back to sleep it was I, I was hit all at once by the episode and I and I was in a state for the next few days so that's the initial impact together again had on me and it's been two months since then, so I've 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 been able to process it since then, and I have a lot more thoughts now. But that's what I felt first watching. So, what about you? I think the first night. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't I call you? Yeah, we had. What time was it? Oh boy, we had a conversation. Like I I don't remember what time it was, but I no, think it was no. very late for me. Um, I remember I decided not to watch it at three a.m., which is when it comes out. Um, where I live and because yeah. I realized like every other special I had a lot of feelings and I had no one to really share them with because it's like you finish at four in the morning and it's like okay time to sleep I guess so I was glad I did that 
because I really knew I needed the emotional support, and I watched it when I woke up. I remember it took me an entire hour. I had I had the episode up and the play button up, but I just, like, couldn't do it. Because this is, like, you know, something I've always wanted. Like, something like this. Like, just an episode about love and uh, between those two. And just focus on their relationship and you know what happened next I kind of made peace with the fact that I would never get that and then it happened actually pretty quickly after the finale it's just like literally literally I'm Finn where I'm just like I just had my donk in epiphany I was so happy I was like you know what I'm at peace with all of this and suddenly it's like wait a minute there's more but I remember I called you right after I finished and I was just like bawling my eyes out for like I felt like hours I don't know how long it was but I think I think immediately before you I think when I woke up and I watched it I messaged you immediately saying Chan make sure that somebody is around to talk to when you watch this and you said and you watched it and you said can I call you and we were in the voice chat for quite a while just gushing about it and processing it because it was so it was so much it was really heavy for us so especially for you with how much you cherish Finn and Jake in their relationship so that is a very memorable moment for me, and I, I love that the special had such an impact. That it I was do these things. And I was very, very grateful for you at that time, because I really needed someone. But, yeah, like you said, I, I cherished them, like, with all my heart. And seeing them handle with such respect and, you know, just, God, so hard to talk about. Which is... But... You know, seeing them hand with such respect and such care, I, I remember, um, I remember two things, which are very very funny to talk about in hindsight. Two things I said. One thing was when they revealed Finn at the end of Obsidian with the tattoo. I said, I don't think that together again is going to be about Jake's death. Was one of the things I said. <laughs> that's like, well, that's what I way, thought too. It honestly, wasn't. I know, but I didn't think they were going to talk about his death at all. I was like, I think that Finn, as an adult with a tattoo, is a, is a is a nod to just, you know, Jake did end up, you know, passing away at some point, and Finn made peace with it. He, he got the tattoo and immortalized him. And I said, you know what, as a fan, like, if they don't ever talk about that, I think that's such a beautiful message that I don't really think I need anymore. Obviously, because I was terrified of seeing anymore, but <laughs> that was one of the things I said. I was not correct. Um, <laughs> another thing I said uh, that I remember before the episode was um, they, were, they were doing, I think it was an Obsidian AMA on Reddit. Uh, Adam was doing it. Correct me if I'm wrong. It was either BMO or I uh, know it was a BMO AMA actually. Because I remember that we were all asking about like Mo and all that. But I said I was trying to ask. I'm like I know it's probably you know I know you probably can't talk about it. But like is is a uh, together again gonna treat Finn and Jake like with respect in their relationship and is it gonna be about like their emotion? Because I was so afraid. I was like, they better have a really good reason that they separated. I was like, yeah. I was like, there was part of me that was like, I was imagining the episode, and it was like, you know, Finn accidentally knocked over Jake's sandwich, and then they didn't talk to each other for thirty years or something. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? That. But I remember that. You know, I was wrong, and 
death is, I think, an acceptable reason for them. Um, but, you know, seeing it even back then when I was bawling my eyes out with you, like, I think the reason I was bawling my eyes out so much was because it was so beautiful and it was so important to me. And I was just so grateful that it happened. And so they weren't sad. Oh, like, I was so scared there were going to be sad, that was terrible tears. But no, they were, they were genuine and I was just so grateful and I didn't, I, I couldn't, and I still can't begin to put into words how much it all meant to me that it happened and how grateful I am that it happened. But I'll let the others talk. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so for me, um, when I first watched it, uh, unlike for BMO and Obsidian, which I didn't stay up until 3 a.m. to watch, but I did, like, as soon, the next morning I was like, okay, this is out. I gotta, like, first thing, basically, like, while eating breakfast, I gotta see these soon. I didn't do that with the other again because um, my friend Trixie Pasta uh, wanted to watch it with me because they're an AT fan too and was like, hey, new important special. Uh, yeah, we should watch it together. But then we, I had to wait for them to like, get, they were working that day. And so I had to wait till like the end of the day when they got home. And I did, that did result in me seeing some spoilers on the internet before I saw the episode, but I just, like, tried not to think about it. Like, one of the I, one of the things I saw before the episode um, was the Finn and Jake are dead title card, and I was like, maybe that doesn't mean exactly what I think it does, I'm just not going to think about it. <laughs> no, no. So, on, you know, first watch, I did enjoy it, of course. But, I, I don't know, I also felt weirdly, like, bad about it. Like, I had this sort of disappointment, like, which now that I think about it might have been just because it was, just because I was, you know, very, it was a, a very emotionally sad thing, and I was just, like, not feeling it very much. I was, like ignoring it maybe i don't know maybe that's reaching too far but I, like i don't know because it's if this is just so, well first of all there was disappointment about this not being the actual finale because of the city is coming after we thought it was coming before and that was a whole thing like in what was it early may right or yeah they were like hey it's coming this month and everyone was like wait wait a second we want it first we want it we wanted the gate happening first remember we really yeah. wanted it and like not only that but it was so final like it was all about death and like you know the Finn and Jake's last moments at the end there I think part of it might have also been you know I wanted it to be really focused on Finn and Jake it being the last thing in the series about them as far as we know uh, and like you know a lot of it was so much about like death world lore it was like I don't know it was weird I had this weird feeling about it you know but I've, I've warmed up to it a lot like I'm not saying this stuff is is like you know, I like it a lot right now, having just watched it now with you guys. Yeah. Well, here's here's Nick's lighthearted experience. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so the day the day before the episode came out, I had my wisdom teeth out, um, which was fun. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, the next day I had to be taking painkillers and stuff, so that all made me very dizzy. And uh, I also had to wait. The entire day, I got to watch it at like 5 or 6 p.m. because I had to wait for my brother to be not busy. Um, so I did, because when I when Obsidian came out, um, I had to wait too. But I did black out of social media, except for YouTube. 
and YouTube gave me a recommended video of Finn's reveal in Obsidian before I got to watch the episode. So that pissed me off beyond belief. So for that entire day when Together Again came out, I didn't use the internet at all and was very bored and dizzy from Painkiller. So it was awesome. Um, but then I got to watch it and I was just so impressed. Like, I, I feel like I didn't... Um, I don't think... I don't remember tearing up or crying. It's so much of a thing where, like when you rewatch it or when you think about it, it really hits. But when I first watched it, I was so impressed because, um, like, um, like Tulip was sort of saying, I, and Chan too, like from, from J, from the Jake tattoo in Obsidian, I, I was like, oh, okay, that might mean that Jake's dead. This is just like a cute cameo. Like this is what happened to Finn when he grew up. And I thought this episode was going to have nothing to do with that at all. But then the trailer came out and it really did seem like, you know, there was a lot of sort of vague things in the trailer. Like, they did a fantastic job in the marketing, not fully revealing the twist here. But yeah. um, they made the marketing kind of seem like it was a flashback episode. But there was, like, tiny things you could notice where it was like, oh, he's, like, working with Jake in a weird way, though. Like, maybe he's trying to save Jake from dying. And, you know, I'm a YouTuber, so I had to, like, make a theory video and look into all that stuff. So um, I, I would have honestly rather have not of, but... It was like impossible to avoid people talking about that trailer because it was such a big deal and so i just went in and talked about it too but so i had that expectation that it was going to be about death and stuff but then the way that the episode did it just impressed me so much and it like it impressed me beyond the ability to be emotional about it because i was just like look at these backgrounds listen to this music listen to the way look at the way they revealed that jake was dead like the way finn was old like it just it just impressed me so much that I didn't get emotional because my like jaw was just on the floor because I was like, I can't believe this is the direction they took for the finale of this. I think it was like, remember when we were doing the Together Again predictions video? Mm. About five minutes, I think it was about five minutes before we started recording. It, it, was, it was less than two hours before we started recording the video that... Um, they dropped the Together Again promotional art on King of Boom yeah. with Jake. Do you, do you remember that? And, and we were like, I think it was at that point that we realised, oh God, this is definitely going to deal with Jake's death in some way, most likely, in the 50th Deadworld in Nirvana, by the looks of it. But none of us, nobody on this planet expected it to deal with Finn's death. Nobody expected it to deal with That's reincarnation. Because, like, everyone was predicting it was going to be about Jake's death. I was, like, pretty sure of it because of the tattoo and Obsidian and because of all the foreshadowing from the show, which there was a lot of. It's like, this is going to be the last thing. You know, maybe it's going to end with Jake dying or something like that. But, like, you know, <laughs> what a gut punch at the very beginning to have it be like, everyone's dead. They're both <laughs> dead. Something, something that only Adventure Time would ever do. Like what exactly. A, what an incredible concept to be like. I like I imagine that writers are meeting like what if literally every single character <laughs> that people know from this 10-year franchise is just dead. Uh-huh. And you think that would be like completely ridiculous and never work, but like just the entire tone of it and just the inevitability of all of it like they're dead. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's like, just what no, it is. The whole time nobody's nobody's sad about being dead like the only sadness is the fact that finn and jake were separated but it's like the the fact of death isn't like the emotional thing in this episode and um, it's just yeah i was thinking adventure time thing yeah and i was thinking on this rewatch like kind of towards the beginning of the episode when like the skeletons were showing up in the dead world i was thinking like they 
they could have put this episode into the original show as just like some random flash forward episode and it totally would have worked that way too like maybe take out the emotion a bit but like nothing about this is unexpected or nothing about this is super expected being the final episode you know like this this seeing the characters dead could have could have worked anywhere in the show given how bizarre the show is I think that's an important thing to note, is that the creators knew that too. This is the only one where they put the original title sequence on, because the other, I mean, the other two specials were wonderful and I loved them, and they felt like these nice little bonus things, but this one really felt connected to the original show, like like none of the other ones did. Like. <laughs> Do you remember when they released that that first trailer? I, I mean, I mean, I know we were just talking about this, but the first trailer for Together Again, the one that made us go, uh, uh, well, what, what do you mean Together Again is next? Yeah. And, yeah. and um, Ice King, this is your chance for redemption. And I think so many of us were like, uh, they're not going to butcher the characters into like bastardized versions of themselves, are they? Like, like, like they, like we thought they might do because of the ever distant has being a little bit cheesy. Um, and and Sir and I in particular were like, yeah, this trailer wasn't. Th- this trailer has made me concerned about the past. Finn and Jake, like, like Finn saying, oh, we'll stop this with more violence. And then the night before Together Again dropped, I read a review of it, which, which is wrong stupid. with you. I read yes. a review. I, I I think it was by the AV Club. I don't I don't know who it was. I I read a review by um, some website that basically implied that Finn that this scene was supposed to be Adventure Time by people who haven't seen Adventure Time and maybe don't like Adventure Time and that Finn is in a dream and he needs to wake up to a realisation and I was like oh that is so much better than what I thought it was and Mm -hmm. when I started the special I had that in mind of course I didn't realise that Finn was going to be dead that was absolutely (laughs) horrific but um, and we can talk more about that dream shortly, but but yeah, I once I had that that knowledge, um, I was a lot more optimistic going into the special rather than the fear that it would be as well not as bad as the others because I loved the others, but like it wouldn't be Adventure Time. Yeah, Cause, but you're so you're talking about how they put out like the clip of that scene though, right? I didn't watch yeah. that. Yeah, I did not watch yeah. that. Yeah, I'm just so... picturing, like, the one person on the earth that turned on the special, said, you know what, I don't love this show, but I'm going to give it a try, and they shut it off before that, that flashback ended. <laughs> They're like, this show's so stupid. It's the same as it was in season one. It's so boring. <laughs> shut it off. <laughs> I remember picking up on so many things on that first flashback, because, you know, the first time I watched it, like I said, I was pretty much having a panic attack the entire time. And I was watching the flash, and I knew I knew it was like, I knew something wasn't right, which isn't you know yeah, people. Of course. Um, and Jake would talk about like you know I'm I'm not everyone's alive. Yeah, everyone's alive, and and like he's like I, I can't I and he's like you saved everyone, and then Finn starts crying, and I'm just like oh, no, <laughs> like there's so many little things like you know the ice cream flavors, like the fifty flavors and the fiftieth dead world, and like. Yeah, that, that was when I didn't get it, you know, until afterwards. Like, oh yeah. There's like, I don't remember the specific lines, but like right away, he's like, I'm trying to piece together lore before they show us the lore just based on his ice cream talk, and I'm like, I don't like where this is going. Like, I do like where it's going, but I'm like, oh no. <laughs> 
neither does that, that motorcycle hates it too. Yeah. And I hate it. that motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> I think from uh, from the <clears throat> sorry um, from the, like the snow golems that were um, gumballed and uh, what the the other guy and the, the um, nemesis guy. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From, yeah, it from, became immediately obvious, didn't it? Yeah, from that, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, I know what's going on. I remember my brother looked at me. He was like, isn't that, like, the, the uncle guy? And I was like, shit, I know what's up. I know what's up. Um, <laughs> and just when when I did my um, sort of, like, reaction slash review of this episode by myself, um, that was, like, a 30-minute video or longer. And, like, a majority of it was me just talking about that scene because I think the way that that scene is done is, like, so freaking cool like it's so incredibly perfectly ominous all the dialogue all like the little pauses the music which we talked about while we were watching it like it's 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 so good (laughs) it's so good it really like the whole thing is like a visual representation of just denial and finn just you know and it's probably how he felt too like you know when he was alive with with jake and just being like no like next adventure here's another adventure next one and jake's like i'm getting tired i can't keep and he's like no like we're we're a team we're doing this and just not letting himself consider that jake would be gone one day you know because that's something that's so hard to think about (laughs) i i also liked you know when when i saw those snow people i was like oh something's up here this is probably a dream but the moment i was like okay this is definitely a dream is when after they saved the princesses turtle princesses like i just remembered worms are attacking the library because that's a like realistic thing that happens in dreams you just Uh move on to the (laughs) next thing (laughs) i just i just didn't think the writers would do a flashback but have jeremy's voice be the same like that just doesn't seem like something they do unless they had like a funny explanation for it but like right away i was like there's no way this is real that dream was like a um uh, such horror vibes when jake started melting and 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 like what's it called psychological horror when Mm. jake started melting like jake's gentle voice it's okay and and finn's like not again and rip jake and this is and that's where it gets absolutely terrifying like the sky is red there's skeletons on the top of the treehouse and finn flashes to old man finn also the skeletons were characters like it was like <laughs> mr pig and root beer guy and a bunch of people is lemon is is root beer guy grab. dead again finn is an old man probably <laughs> yeah i don't yeah. know yeah but like I, we, know, we know candy people and also he's a zombie but lemon grab is dead his son lasts 1000 years and he's dead did he die in a well, horse well i don't accident? know though i don't know though because the people the dead the skeletons from finn's dream that was just a dream like that doesn't really necessarily mean anything i, w- I have to mention like completely separate from the episodes like you know everything would happen like jeremy's performance was incredible yeah like i i feel like i mean he has he's a great voice actor and i loved him as finn but i don't know if i've ever been that floored with the performance by him ever like Mm -hmm. like the not again and and in in the dream and to jump ahead a little bit when he hugged jake when he saw him for the first time and he said you found me it was such oh my god it was so real yeah. i couldn't i could not believe it it was insane it was incredible yeah but I just i'm glad to throw that i'm glad there. you brought that up because i i wanted to mention this somewhere because i remember on uh on his instagram when this episode came out he made a post about it but he said like hey guys i know you follow me because julian the phantoms but i actually voice finn the human too 
And I was like, we're so old. Oh, <laughs> nobody yeah. knows he's Finn the human? <laughs> how, how does nobody know Jeremy Shadow is Finn the human? What the heck? <sighs> just everything. I don't want to, like, scan the entire episode, but just every single line, like, at the end, when he thanks him and they're hugging, and then even when he does the little laugh when Jake said he's going to stay with him, he does a little snort, and just, it's all so genuine. It's, it, and I really, really, really yeah. just... Voice voice acting wise, distant lands like like we really we highly praised Hinden and Olivia in the previous episode, and even Michaela Dietz um, for for their voice roles. And in this episode, you have Jeremy Sharder at his best, as well as John DiMaggio just being a good Jake, you know. Like, so it's just they've really put their heart into it because they know this is their return to Adventure Time, which is probably one of the most special things they've worked on. So. My gosh, and you you tell me you tell me Jeremy wouldn't have a performance like this if they brought back the Incredible Crew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I don't think he'd get the chance. Yeah, they yeah. could do like a Finn spinoff called like Doing Errands with My Dead Mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Like this this rush in particular, I was getting a. a big feeling of like also I wish we had just gotten to see a, just a little bit more of like Finn's life and I was imagining like at the beginning I was imagining you know what if there was another episode that had like this exact opening and it's still Finn's dream but then he wakes up and he's like alive and he's just you know an adult at some point in his life and he's just like sad about Jake and have to deal with it you, you know what I, I, I don't know about anyone else but for the entire episode I was half expecting him to reveal that Finn was actually alive and that he was just imagining being a dead old man because mm-hmm. he really wanted to see Jake that much and, and I even thought like for a moment that that was what happened at the end um, like, I, I thought wait is Finn like waking up in the real world um, because he actually isn't an old man. Yeah, like he he actually isn't an old man, and he just thought he was, but he actually did go to the Dead Worlds to see Jake. Um, but no, 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 it was much better than that. He was reincarnating. But yeah, I, 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 I didn't have that expectation at all. I thought he would have been dead. And honestly, I think, like, um, against what Tulip said, I'm, like, so content with this just, this just being it. And we spectate about whatever else happened i really think too um like an episode about finn being alive and like uh i'm sure this probably isn't directly what you meant to it but like an episode with finn alive and like it's all metaphorical about him missing jake like i feel like that'd be really sappy compared to how this episode is like that that's a oh, yeah that would that would be a different type of emotional thing than this episode is. well that's no yes of course yeah I, I don't. I don't want that episode instead of this episode. I just yeah, want yeah, more. Yeah. You know, you just want, want like, it to be there. I guess, and that. it would be Adventure Time, so it would also be funny, and it would also be whatever else it could be, possibly be. You know, yeah. I, I do agree with Nick. I, I agree with you, Tulip, to an extent, because like selfishly, I'm like, oh my god, more things, and <laughs> you know, <laughs> exactly, more Adventure yeah. Time, more Finn. But I, I, I really I think... liked the little glimpse of Finn that we got in Obsidian, and it was like, uh, it's it's just, it's like but that's all we get and it's like I want to know more what's, what's Bronwyn doing there what's his life like is he living in the van or what, I, what's up I have such you know torn feelings on that kind of thing because like giving us enough pieces to speculate is such an important thing I think like I I think just giving you all the answers is not the right call as much as I want you know to see it all it's, there's obviously so much potential there 
in in so many years we that we we could see and so many amazing things but you know i love i think they did a really good job showing us just enough that we could be satisfied but not have all the answers and be able to fill in our own ideas yeah um uh, on the topic of finn being sad and missing jake it's it's a really complicated thing for me because I did see some people like I really hate the idea that Finn just lived the rest of his life sad. Um, yeah, and, I, I mean it is. That. It's I mean it's sad to think about, but I think I I don't think it's as simple as Finn li- living like he Jake didn't die and he just lived his life a sad version of himself. I guess because I understand grief from personal experience, but. You know, that's it's not it's not all sadness. Mm-hmm. Like he miss I'm, he missed him forever, like to the day he died, obviously, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean he can't be happy and he can't, you know, have Jake live on through him. I think it's a very, very depressing thought to believe that the second Jake died, Finn just became like a shell of himself. I mean we could no, tell he what? wasn't. Yeah. The first yeah, I think there's proof of that we, like even in this episode. In the first scene. We saw enough scene, of Finn he, being a shell of himself in yeah. other episodes. <laughs> Yeah. If as a it, it, this, this is something that has been that was a very hot topic for discussion when the episode aired, and it was something like if we recall Obsidian, I, I think we felt very strongly. I, I I felt very strongly happy for Finn, and how he was able to live like be so content and comfortable with himself in the Obsidian time period. Even though Jake wasn't there, he was still with Jake's family, enjoying life. He was dancing alone. He was loving himself. And I, I found yeah. such strength in that. Like, it fits so well with the, that special as well, which is, well, you know, PB and Marcy coming to terms and forgetting themselves. And then you have Finn, who's already done that. And it, it was such a source of strength, um, that episode for me and for so many people. And then when this one aired, it, it kind of pressed the idea that Finn felt like he'd lost so much when Jake died, which... So, which I, I I had big arguments with Stuart about this just before the episode aired. Um, I said I don't want Jake Finn to be sad forever when Jake dies, and Stuart said, "Well, I want Finn to be messed up about it at least because that's what happens when a brother. That's what happens when you lose a brother. It's not realistic for him to just it, it brush it off." Uh, but people immediately jumped to having like the worst conclusion which is oh Finn wasn't really living his life when Jake died and there were some really popular posts on Twitter about that and that's a large part of why I was crying at 4am um, <laughs> the next morning but but the people on Spaghetti Saviour, another big fan of Finn he hates that interpretation he absolutely loves it, and he agrees that old man Finn seemed really happy yeah, that's and, what I was um, just going to say. Before yeah, he realized he was, he was dead, he was, like, perfectly content to just, like, be in a random dungeon and try and help people. Yeah. yeah exactly. I mean, that's the thing about grief. It's not it's not a straight line, you know? Because just because you're being happy doesn't mean you're not sad and vice versa. Exactly. Like, well, but, yeah, I, I, I think, you know, when Jake died, it did hit him really hard, and maybe he was messed up for a while after that, but then he had, like, a whole life... And, you know, maybe it, it was uh, stronger in this episode because, you know, he was... Well, for one thing, I think a lot of it was him, you know, trying to reunite with Jake, like, not out of, like, grief. That's, you know, that's the thing he's looking forward to that he's trying to get. 
is to finally yeah. see Jake again. And then also when it is grief, it's like, yeah, well, that's because, you know, the wound is new again. Like he can't, he can't see him. And that's, yeah, he can't like, he see would him. Have gotten the, over the one it, but time back, you know, yeah, the one time he expected to be able to see him, he can't find him. Absolutely. It does not mean that he didn't have like a full life and happy moments and all that. And if there was one thing I could ask from this special, it would have been to get at least one more line about thing like, you know, enjoying his life as an adventurer, rather than, you know, leaving a, a lot of people convinced that he didn't. Like, at least we could have thrown that at them, but we haven't really got much to go by at the moment. Yeah. They mentioned that the final scene had more dialogue in it originally, and I really, really wish I knew what the dialogue was. Because um, something I still, I, I guess, not struggle with, but am kind of wondering about is the epiphany in quotations that he that he felt like he had at the end, because the implication I think is that, you know he admits to Jake really the entire time I was just waiting till I'd see you again, and then after he says that he says like I think I'm ready to go back, and I think the implication is supposed to be that he wants to live life again but peacefully, and I I guess. I guess his epiphany was that, you know, he'll eventually see Jake again, no matter what, so he wants to try again and live life without feeling maybe guilty for for wasting it or something. Um, that's the what do you inter- think? That's the interpretation that, that people had on Twitter, and whilst the, the, the episode does quite lean into that, it might also be more straightforward, like Finn... Finn is obsessed with reuniting with Jake and reincarnating specifically with Jake, but now he's accepted he can enjoy life without, without having to even know who Jake is. Um, he he can see Jake eventually. He doesn't have to rush with him right now, and it was important that Jake have his own epiphany and and show Finn that he cares about him rather than just accepting their separation. Yeah, cause, uh, cause when I watched the episode, like, I got that interpretation that he was content and he just, like, you know, he, well, he he wasn't sitting down all day hoping to die to see Jake again. He just knew in the back of his mind, like, when I'm dead, I get to see Jake and that'll be awesome. Um, but I can see, especially with the guy, way you guys are explaining it, too, like, I can see how the greater, there's a lot of people that um, interpret it that Finn, like, became emo for his whole life. And I, I think really it's like, it's just because I talked about this when the episode came out in our chat and I don't remember exactly what I said, but, um, we watch a lot of media and stuff that does paint that kind of picture of like, if somebody important to you dies, like you think about that every day and you have a big character arc where you got to cry and you got to meet somebody else and stuff like that. Um, like in anime or live action shows and stuff, you know, because kids cartoons, nobody ever dies, but, um, so, like, I feel like people would latch on to that kind of interpretation because that's just what they see much more often and probably what they, you know, enjoy seeing because they're, to an extent, it's, like, masochistic, but, like, it's, we love seeing really miserable stories like that sometimes, but there's, you know, the, that's not how real life is, and that's not what Adventure Time ever really did or wants to do with this storyline. So, um, you know, people can interpret it whatever way they want but i think the way they're interpreting it is just based on so many other things that they've seen not really what the creators were trying to get across 
No, I really do agree with you, and that's why I loved the portrayal of grief they had here. Just because it's not, it's like you said, it's not just about, like, it's not a straight line. You don't just, like, get sad, have an epiphany, and then live on in, in happiness. It's it's one day you're sad, and, 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 you, and you can't get out of bed. Another day you're thinking about them, and they give you the strength to get out of bed. It's not, it's not like a straight line, and you're allowed to, to grieve and be sad and also be happy and move on. It's yeah. it's they're not mutually exclusive and I think that's a really important thing that they showed with yeah. that. And like that's any... why it makes me frustrated when people <laughs> interpret it the other way, you know. And, and like any <clears throat> other story that does, you know, kind of illustrate it in that straight line kind of way. Nothing wrong with that. That's just kind of the way that those stories are being laid out and Adventure Time is such a unique thing. It's always doing things totally different from other stuff and it wanted to handle grief in the way that it did here so it's not it's not like there's anything lesser about telling it different ways this is just the way this episode did it i know it's very unlikely but there is a chance that uh, because because i know wizard city was the last one to be produced um as as well as being the the one to unfortunately air last but it's also the last one that was produced so technically it's in the right order um, there is a chance they will show Finn and Jake or Finn recovering from Jake's death. Dude, don't hit me with this. I didn't even <laughs> think about that for some reason. Nah, you know what's funny? Just to know. go off, off of that for two seconds, everyone seems to be really upset that Wizard City is last, but I'm chilling. I'm so happy. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm excited because no matter what, I had this dread in my soul about Together Again because I knew how important the episode was and for, important for it to be good for me. And now that it's aired and I've had time to process it, I'm like, okay, now I feel peaceful and content. And now I get this little bonus episode that has so much potential to just surprise me pleasantly. Like, I, I can view it as a separate thing, like a little bonus, and I'm really happy yeah. about that. We, you know? we can we can process the really shocking, like, um, final, uh, the really shocking Finn and Jake episode and just have a weaning off with what we assume to be a more lighthearted, almost probably Beemo-esque episode. Yeah, I agree, um, actually. Because all that stuff I was feeling about, you know, the first time I watched the episode, you know, I might still have felt that way if it was actually the last episode, and then it'd be like, well, now I have this melancholy in my heart forever, because there'll never be another episode. Yeah, you know the Minecraft episode that we thought, that the crew thought was going to air after the finale? <laughs> um, yeah. I'm approaching it the same way, because I absolutely love the Minecraft episode. It's, it's literally probably my favourite episode in the final season. It's very dear to my heart, um, just how pleasant and nice it is. And, and and to me, I'm approaching Wizard City the same way. The characters might be dead in the future, but we'll always be back then when they were alive and, and, and all that. Like, we even see Pep... Well, we can talk about that. We even see Pep and Butler in this episode, and we know that the future of Wizard City, in a way. But we, we, we can see the past when they're closer to come along with me, and it's like the, the time, time doesn't exist. All of these things are happening almost at the same time, despite their massive time gaps. So that's how I see it. Also, another thing that, that, uh, that like really hit me the first time through was that the, the pacing of the episode is actually pretty good. <laughs> like, the, everything they... It's all, it, well, it also feels kind of fast, I guess. I was noticing that. It was like everything they're doing, they do it, and then they get out and do something else. Because they had to fit a lot into this episode. But the first time through it, I was, like, not paying attention to the, you know, progress bar. And I was just like, wait, is, it, is this going to be the end? Like, is this going to be the last thing? Are they going to end it here? What are they going to do? 
I was like worried about that the whole time. I thought the pacing was immaculate. I, yeah. I love like the amount they fit. It, it just I never felt like oh no too fast like. The only time I felt that, actually, was on my first watch when I accidentally shifted in bed and my mouse moved and I realized there was only six minutes left. I was like, wait a minute. How? <laughs> but it, it was... it was. I I finished, I think, BMO and Obsidian, and I, and I initially was like, I don't know about that pacing. I, orig- I, or I eventually came around to the pacing, especially in Obsidian, but, like, this one... I, I really, really liked it. I thought it was great. And that's such that's an interesting achievement, too, because this is, like, in terms of location variety and character appearances and stuff, like, this is the most complicated special compared right? to the other two. I know. But they just, they were so masterful with it. I mean, the, the thing I think I'm feeling right now is that all the scenes were so good, I wanted to spend more time in them, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I think, um, and now that I'm, like, content with how like this is how the episode is like watching it through is good but um i think the one thing that i think is a little weird it could have used more time or maybe shouldn't have even been included was um their parents showing up again because i feel like yeah that's what I was that war that warrants more of an emotional thing but finn just kind of hugs them and they give him stuff and then he leaves and then it's used for tiffany's thing and it just doesn't seem that necessary but like it's the kind of thing where it's like when you're writing an episode like this you're like well, they said it in the recent Comic-Con thing. They're like, we had to have them show up. And it's like, yeah, you had to have them show up. But, like, it, it, they could have done a little more with it, I think. Yeah. But, I and, think- and like, like, when I say, you know, I wanted, you know, scenes to have more time, that is the one I'm thinking about. Like, mm-hmm. especially because Jake didn't even, like, get to see them at all before they went off and reincarnated again. I think I love their part in the episode. I love seeing them, and I think they were really funny, and it worked really well for the plot. But I do agree that the initial moment with Finn seeing them again, I was like, oh, okay, I guess we're done with that emotional... Because, uh, you know, when he saw Jake again, it, it was absolutely beautiful. Like, this spinning, flying, amazing hug, and it was great. But then it's like, these are his parents. You know, you'd expect something uh, kind of similar, like like a similar, like, oh, yeah. my God, it's them. Yeah. Um, how, so I agree, but I also, you know, I was not that mad about it. I think it. they did actually see him for a second, like, at the end, but, you know, it wasn't much. And also, I, I, do, I do really like the stuff they did with the, like, how Tiffany became found family at the end. That was funny. Yeah. Hat Jake, woman Jake, <laughs> yes. and worst, By the worst way, Jake. <laughs> who could have possibly predicted that this was going to be a Tiffany episode? Yeah, he's exactly. essentially the protagonist. Like, like, Tiffany is so good in this episode. It's absolutely He was amazing. Real. He was so funny. This, you know what's kind this of funny? episode is so funny. That's something we gotta just save for a whole yeah. other segment here. Like, oh, we will yeah. talk about that. We will uh, talk about. That. I, I have to say, Nick. Um, like, I've seen that complaint a lot, and while I can understand people being like, "Oh, um, Joshua and Margaret didn't get enough time," at the same time, I was, I, I was like, I, I, I was with Finn. Like, I felt I, I, I could click with him, and he, he processed his mum and dad's death like a, a long time ago. And um, seeing Joshua and Margaret is like, oh, that's awesome. I can see mom and dad again. But compare that to Jake. Um, And and I I feel like Finn would be distracted by Jake, even if Joshua and Margaret were able to put him out of that hyper-focus for, like, five minutes. And I I do enjoy Joshua and Margaret as comic relief. So I I do understand why they they felt it was probably um, not only in character... For that moment to be a little bit 
casual but also mm-hmm. necessary and yeah. and I, I i did i did find it fine i actually found it nice um to see joshua and margaret and have that nice moment with them even and, and for them to be a part of the episode even if there wasn't a massive emotional moment i wasn't looking for one so i, yeah, I, 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 I definitely agree that. with that like i wasn't upset about that and i couldn't really say why but i think that's a good point for sure. I wasn't upset about that while watching it. It was just the thing afterwards, like, wait, do they really only spend that short of time with them? It was like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if it fits, if it fits, then it works, you know? It doesn't yeah. have to be emotional. I think, though, I think it's kind of, like, you putting it that way helps a lot, I think, but um, I still think, me, just like, as a viewer, I feel like I would want those two characters to, even just like, I don't know, just like, have their reveal be different. Like Josh, Joshua said something off screen and then it panned to them and there was a little music cue. Like that's all there was. I feel like they could have done a little more build up to them showing up. Just, just like some, something a little bit more that could have made like as a viewer, like could have made it more of a surprise that they showed up. I think that, that might be more what I'm looking for. Now what I just had this thought too. What if, uh, what if when New Death blew up, blew up the dead world that they were in, what if they just weren't in the rest of the special in the age? I, I, I thought that... I, no, 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 seriously, because um, when when New Death... When Tiffany came in and there was this massive spirit bomb... Epic, epic effects, by the way. Like, this entire special is visually so much better than oh, the ones that came before. Yeah, yeah, it's just... Everything that was wrong with Obsidian, together again, like, actually does well and does so well it's unbelievable but um like like the slang as well the slang is back in full force we complain about the lack of slang we complain about it not really feeling like 80 at some points this is definitely an 80 episode but i thought joshua and margaret had died and i was like how am i supposed to watch the rest of the special knowing that joshua and margaret were just evaporated from existence what am i supposed <laughs> to do with myself so i was glad when they showed up later and they're fine i think i think the scene directly after that was one of the most powerful moments in like the entire show's history for me when when Finn was just alone and he let himself just become old and a skeleton again and 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 what did, I don't know he said like what's the point or or he just gave up and it was such a powerful moment especially Jake coming out and and their their sir their you know the hug and the camera panning around them and the you found me I was like this is one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. Like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah it was really cool too how, like, the uh, the idea of being able to change your form, you know, to, like, any version of yourself when you're, from you're alive in the dead world mm-hmm. is, uh, like, I, I like how they use that to get, like, cartoonier than they usually would. Or if they did in, did it in, like, the alive world, it might feel a little weird. But Like, like when Tiffany showed up and Finn had four expressions at once. Yeah. yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I want to bring. S- oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. I was I was waiting for a point that where it would make sense to bring this up, but um, I think that the idea that they can change forms is awesome because they do some awesome stuff with it, especially at the fight at the end. But I weirdly wish mm-hmm. that Finn was an old man the whole time. I think that would have been such a cool subversion. That like, like we of course we want to hear Jeremy. We want to see the Finn that we know. I think it would have been such a cool subversion to have him be old for all of the episode or just for more of it. That would be cool, but like emotionally, um, I don't think Cartoon Network would have been happy with that because yeah, I wouldn't have been happy. Sure. <laughs> yes, because, like, I'd have, I'd have liked him personally. I'd have liked him to be in his in his like young version of old man Finn design. I'd have liked him to have been in that design for the entire episode. Yeah, like from Obsidian, you mean? Um, 
no, 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 no. Um, the the young the version, brown pants. The, the young version of Old Man Finn that he turned oh, into okay, when he first saw Mr. Oh, yeah, Fox. Okay, yeah. yeah. So so I'd have liked him to be in that form for the entire episode. That would have been awesome. Uh, but I think Cartoon Network wanted him to look like Finn Mertens, you know. And also they wanted yeah. a child entry point, and I guess that is the child entry point. And I, I don't mind it, because Finn being a teenager... Uh, I'd have liked to see adult Finn, like a reference to adult Finn from Obsidian, but it, 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 it we get Jeremy Sharder, and I love Jeremy Sharder's voice yeah. acting. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, yeah, like I don't having... mind it either. I just think it. I would be really impressed if they like went full subversive with that and had and had that be the case. Yeah, I'll... having it be like the last Finn and Jake episode, like old Finn is Finn, but he feels like a different character, and I'd be like, no, bring me back the Finn I know, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and of course there were like so many callbacks and references in this episode. The Shoko moments were great. Fan service. Oh, yeah. Talking about the different forms. Because, like, you know, Finn did it at the beginning and then it was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Shoko, past life. And then it came back later and she had more lines. It was like, this is cool. It's really funny to me that people were, like, mind-blown. Shoko and the t- the tiger was Jake. And I'm like, is that not obvious? Wait, wait, <laughs> yeah, that, no. that was Word of God. That was Word of God many years ago. And, and The Vault is my favorite episode. So I was, I need this to say, I was very delighted at, like, how heavily it impacted this episode and the previous one. So, y- you know, I-, I loved it all. Every Shoko moment. I, I wanted to, to also go off on a tangent about, about a stupid lore thing that doesn't matter. Um, but so, like, if you could become any version of your past self in the dead world, do you also, like, have the memories of your past lives, which you, you know, you wouldn't have had when you were alive? I think yes, potentially, but you wouldn't care about them. Like, um, like Finn might have Shoko's memories, but he might not really care about Shoko's memories because he's been Finn all of this time. Yeah. And whoever Finn turns into, um, they will have most likely Finn's memories so if he saw Jake in the 50th dead world he might be able to recognize Jake if if Jake stayed in the 50th dead world Finn might have ended up in there and said oh hi Jake um as whatever person he was at the time but uh, my headcanon is they do inherit the memories they're just not particularly bothered about about their past lives yeah that's that's what makes the most sense uh, definitely I have a tangent to talk about. I need your help processing something with your expert opinions. Yeah. What? How do you feel about the fact that, like, Jake didn't even think to call Finn? He was like, I thought it'd be weird. And the fact that. I think part of me wishes that Jake had a moment, too, where. Like, I know him coming out of the portal and, like, dramatically landing and cracking the ground was like, oh, fin- like, Jake finally remembers him. But, like. I was kind of wishing there would be like one more emotional moment with that where he would like I do like I do remember Finn. He just like comes down and the episode continues. Like how do you oh, how do you feel about the fact that he you know what we should have had? We should have had a uh is it what is it in the light cloud episode where like Finn punches the the thing and it flashes like all his important life events. We should have had that but with Finn and oh. Jake together moments and then Jake I hit mean, the ground. I mean I don't know if you're kidding, but, like, I kind of agree. <laughs> like, like, the specific... Oh, my cat's here. Specifically, specifically, like, the, the like... It was funny, though. It's That's the thing about it, is it might just be a me problem, but, like, when Finn was like, why wouldn't you dead call me? I would have dead called you all the time. Jake was just like, I thought it'd be weird. Yeah. And I'm like, 
<laughs> you know, this is the only note, like, I, the only note I wrote down during the episode that we were just watching. Um, Finn says, oh, gum, and then he picks up a packet of gum, and it's called, oh, gum, and, and, I, and I was, yeah, I, I, I better mention that in the podcast, um, but, but Jake being all about gum was really funny to me, because he obviously never was in the show, so it's like, he maybe he got into it off screen or something, I, I loved oh, no. that a lot. But, but yeah, I get what you mean because it does kind of seem like Jake doesn't care enough and we don't get proof that he does until towards the end when they're fighting and the portal and all that. But um, but uh, I, I, I think the head the general headcanon is that Jake went into the dead world, thought Finn needs to get over him and move on with his life and then just kind of daydreamed for a bit and ascended to the 50th dead world. Well, that's the thing about it is that he didn't even remember his own name and... You know, Jake's always kind of been like that, like like at peace with death, and and you know Finn needs him more than anything. He needs to be with him, but Jake's okay just drifting in this like Zen state that he'd been drifting in for you know years and years and years and years. And it makes sense that he wouldn't have like this glorious epiphany, I guess. But like selfishly, I you know their love is mutual and i wish like oh if he had if he had jake had a reason to call finn in the dead world or a way to he totally would and also like even at the end when they're having a conversation and jake was like you had all this other stuff to live for and then he was like yeah but i think i was just waiting till i'd see you again and jake kind of just gets sad i'm like no jake give him a nice speech give him a nice speech please (laughs) um and then he floats off like i guess I don't know, like, I, I always get a little worried, like, maybe maybe the love isn't so mutual, I mean, obviously the love is mutual, but, like, I don't know if it was shown as mutual as I wanted it to be, you know what I mean? Uh, I never, like, dwelled too much on that, like, dead call thing, but, like, you you think, like, if they just didn't have that line, you would feel different? Because I feel like that that's kind of, like, a thing that's there for, like, lore reasons, because it's established before that the ghosts can talk to the world and stuff, but, like... I just I feel like that that if that wasn't there I think we wouldn't care much about that idea. No, exactly. But it was introduced, and yeah. Jake was just like I thought it'd be weird, which is again it's a funny Adventure Time line, and I do love the I love the idea that Jake like thought about calling Finn and just be like, oh, I don't want to bother him. And meanwhile, Finn's having like an emotional breakdown in the real world. Um, but I'm like that is so kind of so Jake to do that. So I'm almost not upset, but I'm I'm still upset. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? I feel like that kind of thing's just kind of uh, I mean it's. It's weird to say, it's probably wrong to say this because these writers are insane, but like that kind of just seems like an oversight type of thing where like, you know, they didn't really think it would, we would interpret that the way that we're trying to right now, you know, I don't really think that that's like meant to hinder the emotion and stuff. Even Finn was like, what What the heck, dude? Uh, it, like, he, he didn't have, like, a massive emotional reaction when Jake said that, but he was, like, obviously irritated at Jake. Like, come on, man, what the heck? He like, said I would have dead-called you, like, a thousand times. Well, that's the thing I'm getting at, though, is, like, um, I, I, I wanted to know how you felt about, like, do you think Jake understood how much Finn missed him and needed him, or do you think it was all kind of Finn processing it on his own? Yeah, like Tipsy was just saying, he did, and he didn't want to interfere with that. He wanted Finn to just get over it on his own time. He wanted wanted Finn to... Because you know how Finn can get so glued 
and obsessed with things at times. Jake has always wanted Finn to grow up and be his best self and be a good person. And Jake probably felt at the time he died that Finn was ready to do that. And he probably wouldn't want to interfere with Finn's recovery and moving on from him, especially with something like, oh, I'll, call, I'll ghost call you every week. Um, like, like to Jake, it would probably feel we- weird if Finn did that to him. Right, because um, I mean, if if you're trying to let your brother move on from you, and then you yeah. you saw you saw how it happened, like when Peppermint Butler got ghost called, he was just like Bleh! like he was like having a seizure on the ground. <laughs> yeah, like, like, I can't like, imagine it's a very pleasant experience. But if you know if Jake wanted him to move on, meanwhile gave him ghost induced seizures every other week, like yeah. I I don't know. I, I guess that makes sense. I feel like that might just be a Peppermint Butler thing, though. Because ghosts are just around. I feel like you don't specifically have to call a person to be a ghost. I don't know. But but could you want to talk about the Pepper and Butler scene? I was very happy. Like, I was in shock at first that they baited PB. Um, and I was like, oh my god, we're going to see PB and together again. How am I going to feel about this as post-obsidian? And um, then, then it wasn't PB, it was Peppermint Butler, who's princess. And my immediate reaction was, whoa, why is the Candy Kingdom magic? Why is Peppermint Butler princess? But upon reflection, I think it's a really good ending for her character if she thought Peppermint Butler was like competent enough to take over and gave him the throne because he was always the most loyal and competent of her subjects. So I, I think it's a better relationship with the Candy people as well because Peppermint Butler's one of them. He's not their god. He, he can be on their level and PB can do what she truly wanted, which is move on with her family. Um, and I, I don't think she's dead and Adam Mute confirmed she's not. Thanks to everyone who suggested oh, that she so. turned. Thanks to everyone who suggested that she turned into a statue. Like, who, who, like <laughs> made me hate this episode for a day or two because I was so bothered that that was the last thing people people would think happened to PB. Like Wait, that's what people statue. said. Yeah, I saw. They it. said she turned into a statue <laughs> because there was a statue. <laughs> they My thought God. she was dead. They thought she was dead, or she turned into a statue. And I was like, imagine if they fucking killed off Princess Bubblegum. No, I feel like it was so obvious that she wasn't dead because this is the episode that's all about dead people. If she was dead, she would have been in the episode, you know? Uh, yeah, and Adam said in the recent Comic Con, like, inter- like, I'm going to say something interesting in a second, but he said that there wouldn't be any characters who would obviously outlive Finn, like Princess Bubblegum and Marcelina, obviously out the thing we also can't really show the ice king either and it's like wait (laughs) so siren immortality theory suddenly has like um accident i don't think it's confirmation he's immortal i think he's dead but they just can't show it i don't know well they're leaving it ambiguous on purpose at least yeah well i don't know i was always thinking of i mean we don't know how this obviously can't be a thousand years in the future but like that's that's the that's the only like future ooh I can see. I can't see the sort of in between that, like because this, this episode this episode gives us the in between of Candy Kingdom and that's it. So we don't know what happened with Ice King and stuff. But uh, like I don't I don't know. I like I had this interpretation when we were just rewatching it, like because Ice King was at the beginning and I was like, oh wait a second, he's not dead. Oh, because like the ice thing, but the ice thing isn't him though. But I mean, I don't know. It's just. It's just cool. It's just cool shit to think about. <laughs> like, it's awesome that they leave it the way they do. Yeah, talk about characters that like might appear in Winter City. We say, yeah, maybe they'll have a cameo. Like Simon, really might. I could, I could easily see that. 
being yeah a I, I hope I hope he does like he was he was great in Obsidian I loved Simon in Obsidian. I loved that he wasn't like perfectly adjusted nor was he completely obsessed with finding Betty he was just coping and trying to move yeah. on like, I loved that and also so like yeah. definitely Princess Bubblegum like without a doubt Princess Bubblegum's gonna have if, a bit if, of with her city if PB if PB PB even appeared like in this episode in like the, the Lich Flash and she was mentioned and she had a statue if she's not in Wizard City they would have to jump through so many hoops to have Petmint but they're not mention his number one most important relationship in the show for <laughs> Wizard City and, and how, how he's there and how he becomes Princess. They would have to completely do everything they can to avoid mentioning Princess Bubblegum. It's so. so funny to me that you guys mention this stuff. I'm like, wow, that makes total sense. But meanwhile, I'm sitting there like, yeah, you think she's going to be the episode? Maybe. It's like, well, she probably is. I don't know why I'm not thinking uh, about that they, stuff. They've surprised in us my... before. They've surprised us before. So maybe she I guess I'm like it. the perfect fan to be surprised because I just... I keep my expectations in check and just be like, no, it's just going to be Peppermint Butler and those characters they showed. Even Huntress Wizard, I'm like, I don't know. But, like, probably? Maybe? Mm -hmm. You know? I definitely... I think because they put out that that poster that showed, like, the new characters, I think definitely if any other characters are showing up, it's going to be a cameo. It's not going to be, like, together again where... T- Tiffany yeah. was a main character, but he was a surprise main character. Like I think, yeah. we're we'll have cameos of, of stuff in Wizard City, but we won't have anybody, um, being, yeah, that important. Unless, I mean, maybe some some wizard characters might be a little important, but we'll we'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Hey, can I say, you know, whose names I don't think we've even mentioned an hour into this podcast is Life, Death, or New Death. <laughs> Oh. Or the lich. <laughs> we have not mentioned the lich either. <laughs> nope, nope. I mean, mm-hmm. I loved all three of them. I uh-huh. thought they were so New cool. Death is so funny. I had a hard He's time so understanding and... a lot of his dialogue when I first watched the episode, but now that Same. with subtitles and stuff, like, he's, he's freaking hilarious. His delivery he's so awesome. funny, and his scythe animation is so cool. I don't know why, but just every, every like, shot with his scythe, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> okay, so two, two fun facts about New Death. Um, first, most of his scenes were done by Iggy Craig, who was also the very expressive person who did the, you know, the anime faces in Obsidian, which didn't fit, and the very fun, thin faces in this episode, which did fit. So he's a brilliant animator, and he loved writing New Death. He he absolutely loved calling him, he called him a man-child as well, that's great. And the second fact is that his voice actor said he was originally drinking energy drink for the episode, but they changed it to boba tea in the final episode, probably because energy drink is not for underage people anymore. What? So, uh. <laughs> what? He was drinking boba tea. I always assumed it was energy drink. It's boba tea. I mean, didn't it have like a lightning bolt on it or something? Like, didn't he say at the end, "I'm all hopped up on"? S- like energy juice or something. Well, also, or something. Uh, I, I didn't know that you know he was drinking you know boba tea, but like he did. Someone said maybe it was Finn. Someone said something about boba in the episode. They were like, "Oh no!" He said, "I really liked that line." He said they're sucking out all their juicy mind boba when yeah. he was talking yeah. about when he was talking about the like the parasites. I loved that line. It was so funny. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Um, yeah, also Chris Fleming, Just, voice of New Death, is cool. He's an internet comedian. So I guess on the topic of funny things, like if you take away all the emotional stuff and how important this episode was, like for lore and everything, like as a standalone, just like funny episode, it was so good. Oh my god. It's just, the it's entire thing was so funny and so creative, but just like, yeah, it was such a perfect mix. Like, I, I loved it. I was definitely paying more attention to the dialogue on, on our rewatch here than, than my previous 
only two watches of this and it's like it's just it hits me again like how these adventure time writers like created their own dialect and it's so natural, natural. even though it's so freaking weird like how you yeah. how do we understand what they're saying they say the stupidest things but it is all it just always makes sense and it always feels natural even if it's a a tense moment or a sad moment and they're saying like oh that's a sloppy goppy and we're like yeah that's a sloppy goppy bro like <laughs> I think that's just good writing because it's like they're they're all kind of like metaphors, I guess. They talk in like I don't know, like sucking out their juicy mind bobas. Like we know exactly what that means. It's just a really funny way to word it, but it's like written so well that we're like, yeah, we get it. Yeah. <laughs> Obsidian had like no slang, and we complained about it. So like maybe the writers subconsciously thought, oh, bugger, there's no slang. So they they filled every line in together again <laughs> with Adventure Time slang, and it was beautiful. Okay, like, Tiffany. Tiffany is a character. You know what's funny? When we first saw the trailer, I thought that banana guard with the hair was going to be the new character, like the new main <laughs> side character. But like, it being <laughs> Tiffany, like the Tiffany's role in the episode was just so like every single line he said was so funny, and and just the and his emotional connection to Jake and Finn, just like it works so well. And I was so I was so happy with how well they they wrote him in. You yeah. know. When was when was Tiffany's last appearance in the show? In the finale, actually. Oh, well, technically, people forget yes. this. They were like, I did they were like forget that. Well, funny. people said, oh, I guess he died in the explosion with Dr. Gross, but in the final finale, like, montage, he was shown for a second with robo parts. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so he lived. But also, I guess he died <laughs> eventually. Eventually. It was kind of funny. Like, he eventually died, but he reverted back to his younger self, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, what do you think of um, the ending of Tiffany? Because I, I thought it was um, they they wanted Tiffany in the show to be quite an open character. Like we show we saw him in the finale, he was a complete cyborg. Obviously, Doctor Gross might have survived as well, etc. Well, et I think she definitely but did. I seems, think that's the implication. That's why he's a cyborg. Yeah, it's because of Doctor. It, it seems it seems like this episode either Tiffany went through a reversion after he died like Finn did because obviously Finn was going to feel like a child again looking for, for Jake after being an old man or Tiffany never really got over his um, his blood brother um, rivalry with Finn and maybe he died young as well so that's something that's possible and he never really got to live his best life so for him, being dead is another chance at starting a new beginning. And I, I did find it weird when he turned into a Todd, though. I was like, oh, okay. F -f -f Fine, yeah. I guess he's Finn's brother. But as Finn and Jake move on to the next life, Tiffany is just starting his. And, and, and Joshua and Margaret are losing their two sons. But, you know, they can they can start with Tiffany. And it, it just feels like everyone is gaining a purpose in the afterlife even though they're no longer alive and it's just really nice to think that you can keep growing even after you've already died i was gonna say i loved i thought like maybe it's because i'm not emotion like so emotionally attached to tiffany that'd be like what the heck but like his ending was so funny but also like it, it made sense and i was like i'm fine with this like i wasn't angry about that <laughs> yeah i don't really have like I, I feel like i don't have any particular emotional uh, investment in Tiffany. I mean, I forgot when he last showed up in the show. So, like, whatever they did with them here, I don't really have a feeling on whether it felt whatever for his character. But I don't know. It matched the plot of the episode, and it was funny, and it was cool seeing that was him again. And I one mean, of the just, things works. he's always been pretty funny, but he's never been like one of my favorites. But this special, like, he was so good. Like, 
if he if he acted that way in the show, I would be like, please give me more Tiffany episodes. I love that character. Like you know, he did always act like that, but like I feel like that was like the best. T- I've I never enjoyed Tiffany as a character as much as I did in the special. It was so good. Yeah. On, on the note of uh, you know, people can still change and like grow after they've died. Uh, I just want to mention that even though this wasn't dwelled on or the point at all. I do like how at the end they got like everyone out of Dead World number one, because like even people, except even people Wyatt, who, yeah, except Wyatt, which is funny, <laughs> but like even people who might have you know gone there originally too, they were just like no one deserves to be here. Let's just get them all out. Like oh, yeah, the, 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 the the thing of you know infinite punishment for finite life choices. I think yeah, like oh my god, just yeah, it's fine. it's good. Just put them in a different one. <laughs> Do you know before 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 we just accept that? Like, I'm glad Marjorie got to have a hyperallergenic pinot. That was great. But do you know that some characters are in the wars of of Dead World Number One? That like that their char- the characters are uh, integrated into the wars. Ricardio is in the war. Um, I didn't see the, that. Ricardio was in the Ricardio was in the war. As is the emissary from beyond. As is a cat for some reason. I can't remember which it's cat. You. It's me. Oh. I don't want to be in Deadpool number one. That's terrible, Nick. What the heck? Um, but yeah, some of the worst characters in the show, like Ricardo and the Emissary, they're in Deadpool number one. They're stuck in the war. They're still there at the end, as far as I can tell. So, some and Wyatt's going to be joining them well, soon we, enough. Yeah, but it's, yeah, but it's a Ricardo. It's okay. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's fine. I was going to say we haven't mentioned Mr. Fox. He was absolutely yes. brilliant in this. I could. I already loved him, like, he's so funny, but, like, the way they took him and the way they used him, I could not believe how good it was. He was so funny. Oh my god. But also so sweet. Like, I don't know, they really did a good job with yeah, him. And, 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 like, him becoming New Death, I'm like, oh my I know, god, that's like, so cute. Mr. Fox being New Death is like, I never would have seen that coming, but it makes perfect sense. Like, what else could they have done? I just, and that was the thing, I... There was a point when I was watching, I was like, is Jake going to become New Death? Like, you know, wouldn't have been the worst ending, I guess, because Jake is so at peace with death and he's such a good dude that he might have been a good, you know, a good candidate. But just like it being Mr. Fox and Mr. Fox is like, oh, OK, that's cool. And he gets this pillow. and I'm like, this is so good. And it's so adventure time. It's just, oh, I love it. He's so funny. It's like it's his like voice. The, it's oh like my the god! Opposite. It's the opposite of the lich turning into a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Who's it? Who voices Mr. Fox again? One of the crew members? Is it Tom Perpick? Yeah, Tom Perpick's yeah. very casual. Like Mr. Fox was yeah. depressed for his entire life. Like that was his entire character being kind of depressed, and to see him in the afterlife finally reach some kind of peace as New Death and finding the purpose in his life uh, with Tom Perpick's. Uh, very relaxed and funny voice acting. Tom being a very key storyboarder and writer in the main series, it it, it just felt so familiar to me. Like that is a big comfort from the episode, Mister Fox, and grounded me very much when I was still panicking about Finn being dead. So I I loved it. I will never forget his line in Jake the Dad, or it's like eating babies. How have we never did that? He's like, I don't know, but I think I'm going to go eat one right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's the funniest line in any. Wow, almost almost got me in my both right in eyes. My both eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so good, but yeah. Um, and and life. God, I know we're just jumping around That's so fine. much, but 
life we had only seen in the short in, in the frog season short and we're like she's so cool but like um she was so cool in this too like oh my god just like when she got angry and all the stakes came out her voice and also I, oh my god i i had such love in my heart during this when um when two ghosts came down she said like all oh, like oh they're a pair and i'm like that's so Finn and jake reincarnate but like also like i hope i'm something cool this time and then he's like a bug yeah he's like what is, what is he like he's a bug and he's like i don't get what i expected and then she's like enjoy your gift he's like i won't yeah. <laughs> it's so funny that's so funny it's so funny but <laughs> she's so cool and I, I think they showed just enough of her. Like, I was really happy yes. to see her. And, man. I do think they showed the perfect amount of life in this episode. Because it's, like, really cool to get to, her, to get to see her, like, be a real character in an actual episode. Not just shorts. Uh, but then also she, not, she didn't, you know, take up too much time. It's like, How about the integration of the Lich in the episode? Yeah. Oh. I, I, loved, I loved life because I loved how, like, she was obviously returnal towards the life she was creating but she also didn't really care about um the, the how upset it was for being put into bugs and um the music that played during that scene when someone started uploading music from the app with the voices cut out that was the first track we looked for um and i love how she doesn't really care about her son even though she's the goddess of all life she she does feel very much like a god figure in the adventure time world probably the most normal normal godlike figure in the entire series and i find it very refreshing that entire scene is just so comforting but i say comforting all the time i, I just loved it so much mm -hmm. she's a great character yeah um the lich but the lich, the lich. The lich. <laughs> um well, um. I, I think the Lich is freaking awesome, and he was awesome here. He always is. I just wish he had a little more time, and I wish he was foreshadowed a little bit more. Because it's not it's not um, obvious enough, I think. Like, when I, I, yeah, when I first good. watched the episode... Be, because, like I said, when I first watched the episode, I couldn't really understand what New Death was saying a lot of the time. So, at the end, when the Lich showed up, I was literally just like, Oh! It's, I mean, of course the Lich has to be there. It's the last episode of Adventure Time, but it was also like, oh, how was I supposed to know that? Yeah, because <laughs> New Death mentioned, you know, my new best friend a few times in the episode, but the first time I watched it, I, like, didn't notice any of that. Like, it all went yeah. over my Neither head. Neither did I. I was going to say that. He, like, kisses um, his hand at the start, too, so, like, it it's implied, but it could be, there could be, like, one or two more instances of implied. Yeah, and, and also when, when uh, like... In the like flashback scene, which is uh, the first time we hear the witch's voice, right? When he says "strike," yeah, strike yeah. now. Like I didn't, I wasn't thinking about the lich at all. I was thinking, wait, was is that? Did Death say that? Like, why would he say that? Uh -huh. Yeah, New Death's castle is a hand. You see the hand um, in the top left corner during that flashback too, um, but I mm. I knew from the voice that it was the lich from from that scene. But that was when I was like, oh, the lich is suddenly involved. Um, when I initially watched it, I was like, oh no, is this kind of shoehorned in? I, I kind of felt like it was. And then especially because the last few Lich things were just like, hello, it is me, the Lich, and then immediately got defeated, like, you know, with the Sweet Pea stuff and everything. But um, 
I will say, as I've rewatched it and processed the episode, I really liked his role in it. I like the idea that he literally takes over New Death to actually like stop the cycle of reincarnation. I think that's a very yeah. lichy thing to I do. I know it's so I think perfect that's really because, cool, like, if he, you know? you know, if he didn't do that, he never could have accomplished his goal of extinguishing all life, right? Because it would have just be- come back somehow. Yeah, and as usual, they always kill it with the like the lich. His lines just burn. Like he just does one word lines, and they're all like Ron Perlman, man. Oh my god! But like, it was such a cool like that was that final scene was just so awesome. When like you know the lich is obviously sitting there about to extinguish all life. He's he's getting out of that spell, and Finn and Jake are like, one of us has to stop this guy. Like one of us has to forever be new death, and they fight each other because they love each other yeah, so much. Yeah. And, and just like, oh, this whole scene is so the good. Animation. That's the stakes. <laughs> That's the stakes. I saw a little blue Jake in there. <laughs> That's the stakes, ultimately, that scene. It's not, oh no, it's the lich, he's going to destroy the life. It's, well, we can stop the lich right away, but to do that, one of us is going to have to not have a not move on to the next stage of our afterlife, and one of us is going to have to make a massive sacrifice. So Finn and Jake are trying to stop each other from making that sacrifice, and and they express their own feelings about each other, and that's the heart of that scene. Whereas the Lich is more to do with Finn's circuitous, um, immortal battle with the Lich across various lifetimes, various time periods, mm. and. It's homage to that one. Of course, the lich is dead, and of course, they fight in the afterlife. It's like obviously, but but that's what the battle is about. It's about Finn and Jake and the lich being the threat they have to stop, not the important part. Yes, like which is why I was initially like, wait, I loved that he was there. Just kidding, not shoehorned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, 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 I think the lich was actually, you know, in terms of the time he was actually present and like active or. Not that active because it's just mostly just frozen. But you know, I think it was you know that also was a basically the perfect amount of time for him because I I, I would not have wanted anything like the Lich being the main bad guy of the special or anything like that. But I I completely agree with Nick about I wish it had been just a little more clear the foreshadowing that was there. I wish I had understood it. You know. Yeah. Do you think foreshadowing it too much would have made that moment less surprising though? Like. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, like, I, there's I, a, I do get it. There's a difference between like surprising and jarring, and I feel like you guys say yes, it's a little I, jarring. That is it. Like, I think it should have been a little less surprising because when I saw it, I was the first time I was like, "Wait, this is this just coming out of nowhere?" It wasn't. It's just that I didn't pick up on the clues. Yeah. If his hand twitched or something like prior to the scene, if his hand started twitching, that might have been an indicator of what was going on. Yeah. Um, also, too, in that scene, where it gives us that like very brief little flash at all the Lich's different forms, like I, I would call that another fan service t- sort of moment. Mm-hmm. But that's that's so that's so cool. Like that just makes it, that just adds to it so much. It, it like being a longtime fan and being able to see like a flashback like that illustrated in that sort of interesting way is so cool. Because it's both like a reminder if you like forgot what the hell happened to the lich because he's shown up like eighty different times, but it's also just like a cool thing to to look at. <laughs> yeah, Arika mentioned that that scene was so difficult to put together. Even she had to make drawings for it, um, but they were so proud of it when it actually came out okay because they thought it was going to look like a mess, but then it ended up as brilliant as it was. They were very happy with it. Okay, what haven't we talked about yet in the episode? <laughs> <laughs> the theme of reincarnation. I mean, 
I've, we've always known that was a thing in the show. I mean, I was really happy to see it explored. Um, and seeing life again. And the, the, like, the pottery, like, the way she did it was very interesting. And, um... But that, I was really, like I said, I was really happy when she said, oh, these two are a pair, because some souls are just meant to be with each other. And she doesn't really have a say in that, it seems. It just happens, and she just it goes with it. It's really nice. Mm. <laughs> Finn, and, Finn and Jake, like, like I, I think I said this earlier, Finn and Jake have been, Jake's been Finn's older brother across Finn's entire life. Even when Jake was dead, he was still Finn's older brother. And even in their past life, Jake looked out for Finn, and in their future life, Jake is going to continue watching Finn grow and be invested in his growth. Even though Finn's a dead old man, Jake is interested in Finn's continuous growth, spiritual growth, until Finn is ready to ascend to the 50th dead world. And oh god, my leg is really numb right now. Um, so that's what I found beautiful, the idea that people continuously grow even after they reincarnate into completely new people with fresh memories. It's just continuous until they reach their final state. Um... So did they did they reincarnate to Shermie and Beth at this moment or was that? No, I way. doubt it. No. I doubt, doubt it. Because everybody. And I also I, I love the idea that they didn't. It just means that the cycle continues. Yeah. For forever. Yeah. You know. But definitely because like Shermie and Beth is the only future version of them that we've seen. That's like what everybody seems to do like when they have fan art of this moment and stuff. But it's like that would that would be further in the future lore okay I, um, get with the lore people there, come there, on there, if you if you want to like if you want to you know read the comics there, there's like a you know future version of finn penny and like a and her rainbow tiger pog cute i also don't consider them canon no, so. but that's one thing that's one possibility i was gonna ask how do you think it differentiates a soul that like you know, the souls are showing up, and being reincarnated. Like how how do they get to that point where, where, like, how come some people are stuck in a dead world and some people are reincarnating? Like, what's the difference? You know what I mean. Finn was offered the choice to go to the dead world. He was he was told to go to or to reincarnate, and Finn chose to reincarnate. Yeah, it's a choice. I think it's he was offered that. a choice that I totally. This that part? Yeah, so Mr. Fox was like, ah, you, you get to go to Deadworld 37, which is the same Deadworld Jake went to in the episode um, Sons of Mars, by the way, Deadworld 37. Right. And, um, and, and, and Finn went about that, Mr. Fox, I want to go back. So instead of going to 37, he went back to um, the Vanderbilt. Oh, someone suggested that Deadworld 37 is literally um, the reincarnation, but I think... Nah. Everyone gets a choice whether they can stick with their current dead world or reincarnate. And Joshua and Margaret have the same choice. Like thing was like. But why would any of the 50s. people stuck in one? Do you think Dead World One doesn't get a choice because they're just bad? Like, what do, yeah, you, what, I, do you, what do you think about that? I think they just are so stuck with being. I think they like being bad. That they're, they're so entrenched in being themselves that they won't even choose to reincarnate. They, they'd rather yeah. rot. And, and, and they don't really. Themselves. Maybe they don't even realize how bad Dead World One is until they go. You know? They're like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll be the cool ruler of Dead World One," and they just get stuck in muck for the rest of their life. <laughs> I think there was some you awesome were... law by Michael DeForge that said that their souls are getting, like, I I don't know, like refreshed or something when they're stuck in there, something like that. 
You really think Wyatt would reincarnate? He'd be like, I'm Wyatt. I'll yeah. always be Wyatt. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I, I think it's also interesting that uh, obviously the, you know, Dead World 1 is the worst. Dead World 50 is kind of like not that great either. Like, you know, it, it's, it's like paradise on paper sort of thing. But when you go there or when you stay there for a while at least, you're not even really like a person anymore. It's like you're just it's- a soul. It's the same. It's the same thing as Deadpool yeah. number one. Bruh. It is, you're right, because they become <laughs> part of the landscape in both. But that's the growth, isn't it, that everyone goes through. Like, Tree Trunks in Deadworld 30, it's not even like a higher Deadworld, but she's in literal, stereotypical heaven. Joshua and Margaret in Deadworld 45, it's some weird dimension thing, but they're happy with their family. And then Jake in Deadworld 50 doesn't mind if he's in Deadworld 1, because the heaven to him is his state of mind. It's nirvana. It's literal nirvana. And the people in Dead World 1 are experiencing the, the state of void without that inner nirvana, which is why it's hell for them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're, they're like... They, they're like almost bitter about the fact that they're dead in Dead World 1. That it's torture for them to have to be stuck being dead. But when you're yeah. Jake and you're like... You almost for a very long portion of your life, you're accepted the fact that like, all right, I've had my kids, I have my brother, I'm gonna pass away one of these days, so I'll just let it happen when it does. And then when it does, he's like, well, it happened. Here I go to Nirvana. <laughs> like, yeah, like, do you think Jake went instantly to the fiftieth Dead World? I don't think so. I think he probably like hung around, you know, with their parents for a while, and then he just like, you know, he's just he's just relaxing because it's like, yeah, I've I've been wait, I've been expecting this and now it's here I can just do whatever and then, and then you know it's like funny I, so much that eventually it just you know 50th I, li- I like the idea that he went right to 50 just because how he is and how peaceful he was with death and yeah. just when it happened it, they're just like yeah you got this man you're going to 50 yeah because so, <laughs> it's like we don't know we don't know how him or Finn ended up dying anyways but I in my head anyways I kind of have this picture that Jake would have just died from old age or like whatever he would have like died slowly in bed with everybody he didn't like mm-hmm. i feel like finn probably could have gone and just killed off randomly on a quest or something but i think jake w- was sick or something and like because of that he was like he had a long time to sit there and like be ready to go he, he falls listen. over like in the steve wolf had uh, he just listen. kills over and dies i have a complaint what big yeah. complaint mm-hmm. what in dungeon train an episode i love dearly there was a future crystal, and it showed that Jake stayed with Finn all the way to old age. And Ooh. Finn was really old in that, and so was Jake. And I was like, oh, maybe Magic Dog Years makes it so he will die of old age at the same time as Finn. But apparently not. What the heck? Well, <laughs> well then, well, then, there you go. That's that's our, that's our uh, here's our headcanon now. Then, because if if they were stuck on that train forever, they could see that in the future because nothing there was no variable to kill them. But. In reality, you know, Jake got sick or something and died that way. Rather, I guess. Like he could have he So you're saying he could have lived old. Yeah, he, he could have lived longer on the train because nothing would have happened, but he, they, they left maybe, Honestly, Maybe the train was wrong. Maybe maybe the train was just like a projected future from their minds. It wasn't really the future. I love the idea that the train was correct, though, so I, I, uh, I do not accept your head <laughs> <Aww. again. laughs> Um But... I mean, it's not 
I mean, you're not wrong. Like, even, like, back in, like, the pods episode when, when, when that giant ice cream pod came out and Jake just licks it. And Finn's like, don't just lick stuff. I'm like, Jake probably just licked yeah. poison eventually. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's not, he's, he doesn't care. He, 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 he's, ate, he's the, he ate the 50 flavored ice cream and just died. Well, you know, there's, there's yeah, also... he didn't sprinkle dirt in it and his mind couldn't comprehend Yeah, you know, it. I like the idea that, you know, maybe Jake would have lived forever on the train because the train's designed to keep you stuck in it and to keep you dungeon crawling. Maybe, maybe it has potions of extend life or something. But, like, staying there wouldn't really be living. So, like, you know, of course Jake would take having a shorter life but having a full life. And also for that same reason... I think it would be kind of sad if he died and went straight to 50, because as we were just talking about, you don't really get to be, you don't even really get to have your afterlife there. He's, he's fine, he's in Nirvana, I mean, he, he doesn't mind, because he's let go of all desire, that's the point I mean, of, of course he, do, he wouldn't, that's true, but like, I think it'd it's, be sad still, for me. I think it <laughs> matches very much what Jake wanted out of his death. Um, because I, I was wondering how they're going to address this. Like they have the dead worlds, but also Jake wants to, his mind to be scattered across the universe. And this is a very good compromise and a very good addressing of Jake's desired afterlife, and and how he decided to be reincarnated. And that that this isn't a bad thing for him, like it might have been if you'd watched the series, you know, and um, didn't fit and was wondering oh, what's Jake's spiritual. I didn't expect him to ever cover the character's spiritual future, but there we are. But I, I think Jake would be happy with Nirvana, but he's decided he's happier with Finn. Not that Nirvana's bad, it's just that being alive is what made Jake reach that state, and he loves being alive, so he's happy to do it again. He carries it with him. I guess I'm just thinking about, like, I really liked the line where Jake said, I forget exactly, but, you know, he said, I, I would have been the dumb man if I just sat around doing nothing while there's a bad guy yeah. messing stuff up. Like, yeah. I like that line, too. A lot. And their little smile towards each other. So that, that like that's kind of why I feel like maybe if he went straight to fifty, he would have had some like regrets. I mean, he wouldn't because he wouldn't have been thinking about them. But you know, there's stuff he could have been doing that like he wouldn't. I mean, maybe that's the thing. Is like that's the you know Finn's like, come on, Jake, it's time to go, and Jake's like, nah, I'm cool here. But maybe they're both a little wrong. Like Jake being at peace forever is really nice, but also like he he could be out doing something else. And he needs Finn to show him that, and Jake needs, or, or Finn needs Jake to show him, like, just chill out, man. Like, they're, like, a nice little balance between the two, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like, they, well, they're both, they're both, like, heroes, you know? Like, they got that hero instinct. It's like, Jake was in the 50th Dead World, and he had no way of knowing that stuff was going on, but then um, he did, and he said that line, like, you know, I, I would have been the dum-dum or whatever if there was injustice going on, and I didn't help. And, it like, maybe that, that kind of ended up being why he wanted to go with Finn and reincarnate too because he was like like isn't it just awesome to just help people forever like maybe I should be doing that instead of um being alone because like that's that's as fulfilling as being in Nirvana was you're right though because if you remember all the other times that Finn nearly lost Jake or lost Jake Jake wanted to ascend in the new frontier the, the episode that started this all um but Finn grounded him and gave him a reason to stay and then in Elements Jake let his mind go adrift and Finn tried to pull him back and eventually managed to save him and um, when in Is That You Jake goes to bed and it's up to Finn to save him from his eternal Prismo dream so 
Finn keeps Jake grounded in reality and this episode shows that and Jake's even grateful to be brought back to reality even if it takes him away from his happiness. He's with his brother and he, he gets to do what he thinks is actually important which he might not do if left to his own devices because Jake can very much be pulled into um, his own influences and daydream and all. I wasn't even thinking about all the times that Finn had to save him but that's like yeah that's that's an insane connection that you just made. Mm-hmm. Good episode. You know, and Jake did like need something to like ground him to to bring him back. Because you notice all the other like fifties who were drifting down to Dead World One, they just stayed that way. They they didn't have any uh, bait to lure them like the gum. But I don't think they were unhappy. I think it's just yeah. Jake also has other important things to think about. Any other major thoughts on this episode? Um, I mean, it's gonna be so hard to remember, but like. The jokes? Did we want to talk about the jokes? <laughs> Good. I'm, a, I'm in a completely opposite mindset from Tulip right now. I'm trying to think of final remarks and I'm like already getting emotional and you're like, how about some jokes? <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. jokes huh? <laughs> Bone spell? My name's that's, Shoko. That's <laughs> oh, so funny. It had to be funny so that we could process it and take it one bite at a time. It's definitely the funniest. I mean, Obsidian got really funny at the end after all the heavy stuff. This episode was hilarious all the way through just so that we could emotionally cope with the and, dark subject. And that's, that's, what, that's what I think is so cool about it is, be, is that, like, I'm only ever really emotional about this when I, like, sit back and think about it. But when you're watching it, you're just like, oh, this is, like, cool Adventure Time adventure. This is nice lore. This is such a cool location that... Oh, sad, Finn and Jake are going to separate. Oh, no, they're together. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, this this is such such a fun Adventure Time episode. And then you sit back and you're like, oh, wait a second, they were all fucking dead, <laughs> like, the whole time? <laughs> like, it's it's just it's just such a good delivery of uh, something that, like, it they could have done it any way they wanted. If they went and made this sort of, like, overtly emo and overtly sappy, we still would have ate it up. But they didn't want to do that, and we still ate it up. Like, and it's more interesting this way because that's what Adventure Time has always done, and it's just so different from, say... from other things. Like, when has Adventure Time really ever? I I think Obsidian is the closest we got. Like, and maybe maybe Simon Marcy kind of like Adventure Time really never goes all in to have like a big emotional like you need to cry here type of moment because they don't want to. Even Obsidian was like, "It's me, Glass Boy." Yeah. And, and <laughs> I, I, I think I think I remember people. you is probably the most emotional and nothing else like moment in the show that I can think it's of. Yeah, but so that's because good. Rebecca Sugar wrote that, and every single episode of Steven Universe is a "You need to cry here" type of episode. Yeah, but but I remember <laughs> you is so I remember you is the best eleven minutes that Rebecca Sugar has ever written, especially True. with the whole the whole um, instrument, the synthetic broken by the way instrument um, that she like she manually broke. To make it sound correct and, and warped <laughs> enough in the episode, it was br- it, that episode is a work of art. One of the best episodes in the yeah. series, and the best thing Rebecca Sugar has ever worked on. It's so good, and I, mm. I like Steven Universe, but yeah. it's so good. Yeah, and I, I don't mean that to flame Steven Universe. It's just that's kind of the perfect comparison, where it's like Steven Universe d- delivers. You know, it's its own, totally its own thing, especially compared to Adventure Time, and um, it delivers great messages and stuff, but. It's always written in a way to be like very overtly sappy, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's just the way they write. Yeah, you know, every episode, Steve, every episode, Stephen cried, and then things got better. 
Adventure Time, they chose not to do that. Like, very, very, very rarely did that. In this one episode, where it seems like it would make so much sense to do that because this is the finale, this is where you'd want fans to be super sad, they barely did it. <laughs> they, they they show the characters acting, like, emotional enough for it to be compelling, and, like, Finn especially was very emotional at some points, but they don't force you to feel sad. They let you deal with the emotions in your own way. And I, I was complaining about this about Owl House, like, three days ago, and they said, oh, they really want you to make you feel sad and, and feel for the characters at points when it just doesn't sell. But yeah. Adventure Time lets you interpret things your way and that's what makes the show so mm-hmm. special and so good it has that ambiguity and that's it respects the audience as a viewer yeah and it doesn't mean that a show that does a different thing like I, i'm still gonna cry at steam universe sometimes it's freaking sad i'm still gonna cry at sappy <laughs> romance anime it's freaking sad but it's just refreshing to see something that's different than that the way yeah. adventure time does it you know they're they've always tried to be unique and they've always been unique and really really special and i'm really happy they never lost that and then they never decided like oh maybe we should i don't know if cater is the right word but they never they never they always stood their ground they're like this is what we want to be and the stories we want to tell and this is how we want to tell them and it's so it's so amazing that's what my my one note that i wrote down today was adventure times version of fan service was killing off all the characters <laughs> and making and making an episode about a gay couple and like that's the only fan service Adventure Time's ever really given us. It's just, it's just, they're both so good though. They're, they're both so good. Yeah, like exactly. it's like that mean isn't even fan service. It's like this is what it should have been like ten years ago. And, uh, but I'm not going to go into that because I, I I absolutely guess about that. Last so thing. I love how much respect this episode pays to Penn Ward's era of oh, the show yeah. as well. It very much feels like it could have been from after season two but it has the respect and grown-up characters of season 10 and it's just so good mm. so this whole time i've also been trying to remember uh, jokes that i that i liked because i forget everything instantly um but one, one that like really hit me this time because i like didn't notice it before i think it's because the, the subtitles helped out but tiffany uh calling jermaine worst jake <laughs> I I hadn't noticed that either on any of the other watches. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> Just that whole joke in general, like hat Jake, yeah. and I'm like, that's literally what the parents are. It's Jake's model sheet with a hat on. <laughs> it's so funny. I don't know. Do you guys want to do closing remarks? Um, oh, I don't know. I think okay. For all, for all my closing remarks, I'm gonna say like great episode, of course. It's not my favorite uh, Distant Lands, though, I gotta say. Like, it's just... You're crazy. You're crazy, you're crazy, no, you're crazy. No, 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 like, like, what... Like, <laughs> I, I was thinking of... I was, I was going to actually, like, I had this on my list of comparing it to Obsidian and what we found better in Obsidian and better in this one. So, what... what just just before... I know we're closing off, but do you have any more to say on that? Um, just that it's so, like, heavy, and of course it is, because it has to carry mm-hmm. all the weight of being the finale of the show, or at least the finale of Finn and Jake, because there's Wizard City coming like it, I'd prefer something you know, to go back and, and rewatch and enjoy again I guess uh, or, to, or just mm. to remember fondly this sort of thing more like what BMO and, and Obsidian are where it's just like an adventure it's from a different time period and that's really interesting but like it's pretty much just an extended episode of the show but like also with all the differences the different writers and 
new ideas and all, all the stuff yeah. that is also present yeah. in this, but just because it's so big and important, I'm like, I want to go back to the one that's just a little less important. Yeah. Also, th uh, Bimo that... wasn't in this episode, so we're not valid. Mm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, oh. No Bimo with the gun in this episode. But Tulip, what you're saying there reminds me a bit of uh, my thoughts on Infinity Train, because I'm like, I think Infinity Train Season 3 is the best one, but I also think that it's like so overtly like off-puttingly dark and stuff sometimes that like i kind of don't ever want to watch it again <laughs> like um I, I definitely and, and it's kind of that's that's kind of the way i mean this episode isn't um overtly dark unless you're really thinking about it but it's like it's like yeah like this is this is a heavy thing to to want to consider rewatching and stuff but i don't know i think i would say that it's um my favorite and the best of what we got in but i still think the other two are fan freaking fantastic it's 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 the best one definitely it's the highest quality episode but obsidian has like a lot more of the stuff that you want to think about when you're thinking of the ending of the show like yeah i i quote obsidian all the time like i love it dearly um it's so it's so funny and dark and and, and great and 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 like, i i love thinking about the characters and the places they're in obsidian especially finn and his little camper van so it's it's more of a comfort episode, especially during the pandemic. Whereas this one is is a bit less relevant to come along with me at the ending of Adventure Time than Obsidian was because we're, we're missing out Finn's entire adulthood, and 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 this is the ending of their their souls. This is their spiritual ending, but there's so much missing that it's kind of hard at times to connect it to the ending of the show thematically. Um, it's it's a big jump, so it feels a bit more abstract. So I can kind of understand what the the feeling uh, that Obsidian is more relevant that, to the ending, um, as it was. Whereas this one is one that you'd think about, and it's absolutely beautiful. But like episodes like Hall of Egress, it's not really one that you'd go, ah, yes, this is the character episode, character dividing episode of the series, or anything like that. John, you there? Mm -hmm. You, yeah. You're alive? You're, you, you're surviving? I'm just thinking about what I'm going to say. I don't know when it's appropriate to say it. <laughs> you can say it now. It's a closing remark. Are we ready for those? Sure. I think so. Feel free to end it, edit in an emotional uh, credit. What is it? Together Again Forever music mm -hmm. over this because mm -hmm. I've been thinking about this for a long time. <laughs> oh, I definitely am. I'm, if I'm being honest, I've been i've been dreading this review part of the reason why i haven't we haven't done it for so long is because i'm like i'm gonna make so many excuses because it's such a hard thing for me to talk about because i'm always afraid like when i when i'm going to go like properly thank or properly convey how much it meant to me through words like how like what if i fail and, and what if just so many you know so many things like that like how am i going to do it um it's just, it's been so hard for me to move on since the show ended. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like kind of similar to Finn in, in the sense that I literally went and got a Jake tattoo immediately. <laughs> well, not immediately, but, you know, I went off and got a Jake tattoo because I, I needed that permanent reminder of how important him and the show was for me. And... I sort of like wanted to believe that when I got that tattoo, that was the moment that I was at peace and that I moved on, but that's just not how it works. Like, it was so hard for me to believe that I wouldn't just eventually forget. Like, when you lose someone, 
or something you you think like all the time like unless I'm thinking about them and showing them and and engaging with them I'm forgetting this love that I felt for someone or something that that is just so important sorry I feel like I'm rambling but it's really scary and I didn't want that to happen um and it's something I've always struggled with is like feeling like I've lost something that I've loved but um Finn and Jake just they've inspired me so much they they inspired me to love myself and to be happy and to love life and I think this episode was probably exactly what I needed because it was about love and about love just always being with you through yourself and, and who you are and literally transcending lifetimes and that message is so important to me and I'm sure it's so important to other people too um but I just I love Adventure Time so much and I'm so grateful that this was made and for and for the show because I I feel like I'll never forget what it did for me and the little buddy on my arm won't let me even if I wanted to so um I'm just going to speak out to the void here and just say thank you for everything <sighs> That was beautiful Chan that was absolutely mm-hmm. beautiful <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I'm still talking. No, it's like you, you have so much. You, I, I really admire that about you. You have so much love for the show, and you find it hard to express sometimes. But you do find the words in the end, and it's like that—that's the impact this show has on people. It's a very real thing. Some people look down on it and don't take it seriously, but the show helps people process so many things, and this is one of them. It. it it's it's good that it means so much to people and and I, I have nothing else to add. That was you've said everything. Yeah, it was a great episode, and yeah. I'm and so it, glad we have more to look forward to. Yes, Wizard City. <laughs> after after all that, it does feel nice to be able to be like, and it's Wizard City time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like you said, I'm. It's so annoying. Like I I just had like a. I did, like, an entire speech, and I'd like to think it was emotionally honest, but I'm still like, oh, I didn't say enough. Like, I don't know when it's ever enough. And like I said, it's... It's just impossible to know. When it's something this, like, important, it's just impossible to know how you're supposed to, like, let that out. But I think you really do a great job of, of letting that out. I mean, I really appreciate it. It's just that fear, like, I was talking about, like this love is so real and I want people to see it. I want it to be tangible because if it's not, then it goes away. And like I said, that's why I needed this episode as much as I did because it's about love just staying with you no matter what. And that's why I felt strongly about when we were talking about Finn and being like, oh, he was sad the rest of his life. Like, that's not how it works. Like, you... It's not It's not a straight line. You, you can feel sad and you can feel longing, but you can also be happy and you can also move on and live your best life. And I, I feel like personally with my growth because of the show, that's what's going to happen to me. And that's why I was really happy that I was able to see that in this episode. Um, but yeah, that's, that's about all I have to say yeah. about it. The other three episodes deal with immortal characters finding peace with their lives. This episode has Finn and Jake discovering a completely different and very powerful kind of immortality of their love. Yeah. That's it. 
Yeah. Because it's just like this show went on for so long and it's just so fantastic that they were able to treat it the way that they have. Even even if whatever like come along with me production wise was abrupt or like whatever. Like the fact that they got these specials and treated it this way and everything is just so good. And it's still it's it's so weird to me that like I was watching this show since I was 10 years old and now I am 22 and I still think about it like every day and it was always 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 like on a weekly basis I was able to be like oh it's Monday I get to watch Adventure Time and then soon enough I you know started going on Tumblr and I was like oh I get to watch Adventure Time and then I get to see everybody's thoughts and it's gonna be awesome and then um and then I started going to college and that kind of made me and that made my uh, it's I think it was more so because Cartoon Network Stop, like just sporadically released episodes of stuff that like I stopped feeling the same sort of attachment and like moved on to watching a lot of anime and stuff but I was still always there to know when an episode was coming out but um, I felt like I disconnected from the like community of people that were enjoying it and I mean a lot of those people too just disconnected because other shows and stuff came out um, and then like but it still never stopped mattering to me and I can remember so many vivid memories of me just watching a new episode of this show and like and like what I was sitting on a couch but like I remember like I remember um Holly Jolly Secrets Part 2 coming out and it was a school night and our Christmas tree was on next to me and I was watching Simon's reveal and being like like that moment like making me be like oh okay I think I really like cartoons like a lot and um I remember in college trying to set up the cable in my dorm room to be able to watch the finale as it aired but it didn't work because I didn't have a remote to press the menu button to set things up so I had to wait for it to be released online and watch it a little late oh, and, and, um, and then like yeah I don't know it's just so and then I started and then around the finale too is when I was confident enough in myself to make videos about it and stuff and then people were like, oh, hey, this guy gets it. And all those people that said this guy gets it were the people that I had been looking to for years being like, oh, oh, look at the fan art they drew. That's so cool. And like now I'm talking to all you people in in this chat and in the server and stuff. And it's just so insane how something that was just like just a piece of entertainment that was a minuscule thing realistically in life is what made me like do a majority of what I'm doing now and talk to the people I'm talking to now and it's just um insane and it's sad too like I I don't I don't really I don't want to bring this up because it's like a bummer thing but like this ep together again came out kind of to very little fanfare which like is so unfortunate because it's like the the quality's there but everybody just kind of moved away from this and like there's a there's a collective of us um diehard people that are still here but it felt when this episode came out it was more it was way more personal than usual because i wasn't really able to go online and see that many people be ex that excited about it but you know With, that's just how it is <laughs> you, you know i've been in uh, like uh, i was like i know some of you have been around since very early on but i was in the fandom in 2012 when it was a big balloon full of children very excited for the episodes not not really anything like what cartoon fans are now none of that intensity but it wasn't very personal and and over time 
less and less people still in the Adventure Time fandom, and but you grew closer. Like after the series ended, I I think I knew all the few you people already. Like Tulip, uh, Tulip, we'd known each other for many years, but we'd never really interacted, and 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 suddenly suddenly after the series has ended what we start being able to sit down and talk about it together and, mm. and and distant lands has been such a gift for that because it's after obsidian really brought all these people who appreciate adventure time and have loved it for years but never got to talk about it it brought them all together so it's been a very special experience distant lands and i hope that there are many new memories that people have made that they didn't get the opportunity to make when the series was still going. So I understand how you feel there, Nick. It's just very... But it's not necessarily a bad thing because we have this personal experience, don't we? So, yeah. And now we're all so old. <laughs> Boomers. But, you know, this is going to... This will be on HBO Max forever, you know, and some kid someday is going to click on it and... Like, you know, they'll watch it in a different way, but I think all the moral values and everything that's there in the show will, will be able to hit other people. Yeah. You know, for me, when the original show ended, I just, I felt, I felt empty and like a piece was missing, and I feel truly like this was the piece that was missing for me, and I'm very, very grateful that I was able to have a gift like that. So, you know, I'm yeah. very happy. Yeah, it's just what's what's just what's weird. What's surprising to me is the fact that I can be eleven, twelve years older than I was when the show first came out, and I'm still sitting here waiting for an episode. Like that, <laughs> that means that means something. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But then that's gonna be the last one. <laughs> Don't remind me. That's literally no, that's gonna be the last episode. Uh. Tulip, do you have anything to add to this sobbing mess? Of I don't know. Fans? I was thinking, like, I could talk about how the show does mean a lot to me. Probably my biggest source of inspiration for wanting to, you know, create anything of my own. My favorite show of all time. You know, I started watching it when it first came on, and I was a kid, and I, I grew up at like the same rate that Finn did. Um, I don't know. What does that mean? I'm gonna die now because Finn's dead. No, he's, he's left you behind. You have your whole obsidian life ahead of you, and yes. he's, he's just gone to the next step. Yeah, I, I, at this point I've said all my thoughts I have about the episode. Uh, yeah. You know, big okay, impact. Yeah. Right, well. We said the review wasn't going to be two hours, and we were right. It's an hour and 55 yeah. minutes. We yeah, built, even, we built it up. <laughs> even with four people, you know, we were just, just that good at this, I guess, so... Right, well, thank you everyone for watching and staying with us for this incredible episode. I hope if you haven't, I hope you've seen Together Again, and if and, and if you have seen it, watch <laughs> well, it again. It's a little too late. Imagine if someone hasn't seen it, it was just far into And And we are really looking forward to Wizard City, which we think might be the last Distant Lands episode. Um, so we'll we'll see you in the next video. Yeah, see Thanks you for later. tuning in. Bye bye. I wonder what life's gonna turn me into this time. Jake? What are you doing? I just had my donkey epiphany! I know. I'll just come back for fun. Because it's great being alive with you. <laughs> Good reason. <laughs>